If you've got a thirst for knowledge that never quits, Brightside podcasts are just what you need. Whether you're into recent discoveries, space exploration, true stories, or useful tips for self-improvement, psychology, gadgets, or just your day-to-day routine, there's something for everyone. I think you'll agree with me that smartphones are sneaky beasts. They live a secretive life full of things you might not know. For example, they have a radio built into them that, gasp, can't be turned on. Hey, I got a smartphone that likes to play hide-and-seek with me. I never find it where I put it down. Or where I thought I put it down. Anyway, let's take a sneak peek at what is known about this mysterious creature. 1. Why are smartphones so big? Ever since they appeared in 2007, no keyboard smartphones have been growing steadily bigger. Currently, the largest smartphone doesn't even fit into your palm properly, spanning 7.3 inches. That, and it's also folding, bringing back memories of old flip phones. These giants of the mobile world are called phablets, a mix of phones and tablets. The reason for this growth is that smartphones are becoming our primary computing devices, pushing aside PCs and laptops. The mobile internet connection is getting faster, picture quality is getting better, So now, we can do all the stuff we need on our phones. And that calls for bigger screens that would allow more work with text more easily, edit images and videos, and much more. 2. Can you get a shock using a charging smartphone? While charging, your phone is connected to the grid, so naturally, you'd be concerned about a chance of getting electrocuted. Don't fret, though. Unless you're using a counterfeit charging device, you're 100% safe. The charger transforms the AC, or alternating current, in the grid to direct current, or DC, which is much weaker and can cause any serious damage. But if there's some problem with the charger's insulation, the AC might get into the DC part of the circuit. So when you touch it, you might receive a hefty shock. So it's best to use only original chargers. 3. Why does the quality of sound differ so much in headphones and in the smartphone speaker? Well, it's all a matter of size and distance. Sound is made by air molecules bumping into each other and going in waves from the source to your ears. The bigger the sound, the stronger it affects the air, and so the louder and clearer the sound. That's why the tiny speaker in your phone will never rival those big boxes they use at concerts or even the speaker in your TV or laptop. Headphones, on the other hand, are small, but still manage to provide amazing sound. That's because they produce it right into your ear, without the need to cover long distances between your eardrums and the membrane. And that's why, when someone listens to music in their headphones with poor isolation, you can only hear that annoying scraping. 4. What is planned obsolescence? It's no secret that electronic devices are manufactured with an expiry date in mind. But it's not evil corporations deliberately making them last a very short time so that you buy new ones every year. Every part of a gadget has its own service time, and it makes sense to take the part with the shortest life expectancy as a standard. In a smartphone, that's normally the battery. It has a limited number of recharge cycles, after which it stops working. As more and more phones are made with non-removable batteries, 
you can't simply replace it, so manufacturers make all other parts of the phone match the battery's lifetime. Speaking of which… 5. Why are there non-removable batteries at all? Well, technically there are, but they're swiftly becoming history. First of all, the conventional rectangular battery made the phone bulky and, let's face it, quite unappealing. The larger the phone, the more juice it has. So this design was necessary for the phone to work long hours. Secondly, the back lid had to be made of plastic for easier removal, and it didn't fit the new trend for metal and glass. Some manufacturers solved the problem, but that wasn't all yet. Yet another issue was that an extra layer of protection for the removable battery required additional space, and that's a luxury given the miniature size of a phone. With a built-in battery, this space could be used for cool additional features, like wireless charging, for example. And finally, the rectangle shape was only needed for easy removal. Modern batteries can use any shape instead, and sometimes they look quite weird. Step design or L-shape are just a few examples of that. 6. How can a smartphone not overheat without a cooling device? PCs and laptops all have extra coolers to keep them, well, cool. Smartphones, on the other hand, can operate without any additional fans. Their insides are built so they can withstand a certain range of temperatures. If your phone doesn't get into the environment that's either too cold or too hot, it should be okay even if you use it to its full potential. The phone casing is also a kind of a natural coolant that absorbs heat from the inside and lets it go to the outside. And finally, the smartphone parts that generate heat do it in much less copious amounts than a laptop would. Normally, it just wouldn't be enough to overheat a phone. But you still can if you try hard enough. I'd recommend not doing that, though. 7. How can a compass work inside a phone if there's a magnet in it, too? Well, as you probably know, the speaker needs a magnet to work and that should throw the compass off balance. But it doesn't happen because the phone's compass is adjusted to ignore everything that's built inside the phone. Manufacturers warn, though, that any external magnetic force can still make it go crazy. So if you bring another magnet close to the phone, its compass will show a wrong direction. The same can happen if you walk through the security metal detector or put your phone close to an MRI machine, which is also ill-advised. 8. Why don't smartphones have built-in FM radio? Actually, they do. Every smartphone there is on the market has a built-in radio chip that can tune into AM and FM radio. But the catch is that it's locked and can't be unlocked without the service providers and manufacturers say so. There's much debate about this, and in earlier smartphones, the chip was unlocked by default, so you could listen to radio and still can if you buy such a phone as much as you want it. Today, providers argue that consumers don't need or want the radio on their phones. They prefer to stream podcasts and news feeds from the internet instead. Well, what do you do to listen to music and news? Radio or the web? Let me know down in the comments. 9. How do smartphones know how much charge they have left? A smartphone battery has a certain voltage range that is tested at the production stage. During these tests, 
engineers detect the voltage at the battery's maximum capacity and check it all the way down to zero. Then, they convert these numbers into percentage and program the phone to show it on its screen. This way, the phone will know that, for example, 4.3 volts corresponds to 100%, while 2.7 volts are 1%. By the way, the older the battery, the sharper its charge drops to zero. If you've ever seen your phone turning off while still at 4%, now you know why. 10. How come smartphones acquire a GPS signal much faster than dedicated GPS equipment? If you have a car with a GPS navigator, you probably know how long it takes to connect to the satellites and give you your location. If you turn on GPS on your smartphone, though, it'll only take a few seconds to adjust and show you where you are. It happens because a smartphone can use different networks to help it locate itself, such as cellular or wireless networks. Dedicated GPS equipment, on the other hand, can only rely on satellites. So if, for some reason, all the cellular and Wi-Fi networks suddenly shut down, your phone will take as much time to connect to GPS as your car. And a little bonus. Why do browser pages sometimes load in a weird way, only to correct themselves in a few moments? Well, we've all seen it. You load a page on your smartphone or PC. It first appears very strange and basic, like it would look perhaps in the 1990s. And then it kind of reloads and finally appears as it should. It's called a flash of unstyled content, or FOUC. This happens especially when you visit the website for the first time, so it doesn't yet have cookies to help you load it faster. The flash is the content of the website seen in your browser's default styles. It appears because the browser hasn't managed to load the style sheet of the website in time, but it still hurries to deliver. Let's thank it for that, I guess.